Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's going on, Trey Van Buskirk? How are you, brother? <laughs> Good, dude. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the newest edition of the Punchlist MMA Podcast. As you should know by now, unless it's your first time listening, it's your boy Dale Lippin in here with Trey Van Buskirk himself. We're going to break down uh, all the fights for UFC Vegas 13, unlucky number 13. Uh, we're going to try our best with that. We're going to give away a bunch of stuff. This is a weird I'll go ahead and call it a weird edition of the Punchless Podcast because we're doing it on a Wednesday night to be released on a Thursday. Uh, we had decided we were going to do a giveaway on Tuesday, not really taking into account that there was something else more important than us giving away meat and recording a podcast uh, on Tuesday. So we're doing it tonight. I don't anticipate the same fanfare that we normally get. I don't anticipate the same turnout <laughs> that we normally get, uh, at least as far as the live stream goes. But we're going to rock it. We're going to make it work, and we're going to give some stuff away. You cool with that? I'm totally cool with it. You know what I'm not cool with, though? What's up, man? For that big thing that happened yesterday, I bought a six-pack mm-hmm. of Budweiser Heavy. Yeah, yeah. When's the and- last time you had a Bud Heavy, dude? Oh, man. Um I don't know. Dude, it's, it's, it's been brutal. a grip. It's been a grip. It's been a, it's been a while. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's been a while, man. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know, to be honest with you, when the last time I had one of those. Well, so. dude, your boy's going to hammer through the six-pack on this episode, lucky number 13. But I'm telling you, I'm not going to enjoy it. So if you are watching the live stream, it's not going to be many smiles. going to be a lot of scowls. To those that like Bud Heavy, dude, I I, cheers to you. It's cheap, but it tastes like cheap, shitty beer. Mm-hmm. That is America's beer, is it not? It is. It's got the stallions. We know what makes it crazy, though, is it's a rice beer. So wouldn't you think that's like a Japanese thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
over it. I don't know either. All right. So let's pay let's pay some bills real quick and then let's give away let's give away some stuff. You cool? Yeah. All let's right, do cool. it. We got some stuff to give away. All right. So all right. Uh, football's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be able to make a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra round. Make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season from game spreads to totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. And we are going to be providing all the lines uh, tonight. They're going to be coming straight from Bet Online. So be sure to check them out. Trey, you ready to give some stuff away? I'm ready, dude. Let's okay. pack it on. Look, look at what I did here. Look, I'm just going to I'm going to see if I can get this to work. We're going to go Oh, we got a little pinwheel dealio thing going look on there. Look at that, right? There are 250 entries onto the wheel here. Holy shit. Your boy sat here and typed out 250 entries. I challenged somebody. I challenged as bored as you. No, not to be as bored. <laughs> you know that my life is anything but boring. I challenged somebody to find another podcast host more dedicated uh, to go. the show prep yeah. than this guy right here. All right. You want to give some stuff away? Let's do it. Spin All the right. wheel of meat there, sir. All right. Producer Jake, if you would be so kind, we're going to give... We're going to do 10 winners, and then we'll do one grand prize winner. And Dale, to remind the listeners, what is that grand prize winner getting again? The grand prize winner is going to get $200 worth of meat from stayclassymeats.com. You cannot be beat without this meat. That's right. right. When you have this meat, you cannot be beat. Oh, that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And... All that to say is that if you're interested in purchasing Stay Classy Meats, go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST, and it takes 10% off your entire order anyway. So those of you that are winning 200 bucks worth of meat, you can go ahead and kind of double dip all over this thing if you want. But let's give away, let's give our 10 ancillary prizes out, right? And then we'll give away that grand prize winner. So first, let's get the first one going. Here we go. We're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning. So it played music, but the music was obnoxiously loud. So I turned the music off. So I appreciate you saying that it it is doing that. First winner is. Oh. At Derek Madison. At Derek Madison. Congratulations. Derek Madison. Let's go. Let's go, Derek Madison. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got spinning again. Looks like a kaleidoscope when it spins. It's kind of making me a little bit high. Just just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. And winner number two, Terry Stonewall Jackson. Oh, dude, Stonewall. Terry Stonewall Jackson. Here we go. Winner number three. Winner number three. There's so oh. there's so much tension here. Jeez, dude. Whew. Barndon Chew. Barndon Chew. At Barndon Chew. If that's your Instagram handle, congratulations. You're winner number three. 
Here we it's go. It's almost Trey. as uh, exciting as it landed on name is the unique usernames <clears throat> that these people have. Bro, know? I had to type all these in. Who were you telling? <laughs> Winner number four, Ramiro Alatore, six. Love it. Ramiro. Ramiro Alatore, six. Here we go. Keeping it moving. What are we on, number six? I think we're on number this six. Number six here. And we've got... Meet Your Wild. Oh, get much more <laughs> fitting than that. That's right. That's, that it, seems like a fix, sir. <laughs> it's Instagram user at Meet Your Wild. All right, here we go. Winner number, was this number seven now? Yep. Oh, boy. Things are getting dicey here. All right. And Grant Farwell. Grant Farwell. I think Grant won, a, what did he win? Beer money off of us one time, I believe. Yeah, there's people, man. It, it pays the, the effort in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it pays to support our show. It does. We'll feed, we'll feed you, we'll drink you. <laughs> Liam Sirinovic is winner number, what is that, number nine? That is number nine. Number nine, Liam Sirinovic. All right. This will be number 10. This is the last one prior to the grand prize? Prior to the grand prize. Oh, yep. boy. This is this will be like whatever first runner-up, I suppose. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, and that is Lesnar Army. User Lesnar Army. Congratulations. All right. And it is time. Hey, real quick. That was only seven. That eight. was only seven? That was eight? <laughs> that was eight, yeah. Gosh, okay. All right. Thanks, Producer Jake. You are the man. Let's give away some more stuff. <laughs> we Listen, we, we, we count spins like they count ballots in Wisconsin. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, And this would be Steve Deasy Does It. Steve D easy does it or something like that. All right. So that's eight. This will be, that was nine. This is 10. Wait, what? This Producer is not Jake, dude. I, I'm not a mathematician, man. I don't know where we're at. Producer Jake. Please grace us with your voice again and tell us what number we're on. <laughs> Let's see what the next one is. Oh, yeah, this, this is 10. This is 10 right here? Yeah. Oh, it lands on MMA heads. Outstanding MMA Outstanding. heads. All right, so the next one is the grand prize winner. Here we go. Here we go. For $200 worth of farm-raised, direct-to-your-door meat. Ranch-to-table meat brought to you by State Classy Meats. Here we go. Trey, are you pumped about this? I kind of feel good about giving somebody $200 worth of stuff, dude. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Right. Here we go. 200 bucks. 200 bucks. Here we go. I should have been doing the music the whole time. Dom Skanga. 
Why, why did we not do the music the entire time, dude? That was Pirates of the Caribbean. I was ready to freaking whip out my sword, get on the boat, just go, bah, dude. Because it's it's cool one time. If we did it 11 times. Oh, it would be would, hilarious. It would be <laughs> more. All right. So congratulations, uh, Dom Skanga, on that victory, bro. Congratulations. Yes. $200 worth of uh, stay classy meets headed your way now. I need to preface something. We're going to give all this stuff to you guys, but I'm sending this list over to Scott at Stay Classy Meets, and part of this was that you were following them as well. So he's going to bounce his list, this list, off of his list. And if you're not following, you're not winning. So if you're listening to this show and you just won, and by chance you have not followed Stay Classy Meets, and we check this, right? So... You got a, you got like a day, right? You know, like a day, if that. I'm sending it over to it tonight. So get ready. All right. So, anyway. Well, well, for those that did not win tonight, guys, don't worry. I'm going to provide you with a little gift right here. Go to allegianceclothing.com. I'm going to get you 15% off site-wide. What's just as American as stay classy meat and what's just so good to drape your body with? Mm. Allegianceclothing.com. Guys, if you go on their website, go to their winter collection. Check out the windbreakers. I need the windbreaker, bro. I need it. it. I know. I checked my mail today. It wasn't there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Dale, it's no worries. You can utilize the code PUNCH. You're going to get 15% off allegianceclothing.com. I suppose I could. I suppose I could. Thank you for that. Thank You're you. Welcome. All right. You want to talk about some fights? Talk about some fights. Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. We're like we said, no guests this week. Decidedly shorter show. Um, let's get wild. You want to get weird? We just gave away a bunch of stuff. Let's go bottom to top. Oh my god, you want to go prelims to main? Prelims to main. Let's roll through them. All right, let's do it. Do you want to preface the listeners with you how where you and I kind of stack up on this week? Or there's some stuff we disagree on. Okay, that's cool. We live in a society where we can disagree, right? I'm allowed to disagree with you. You're allowed to disagree with me. And guess what? At the end of the day, we're still we're we're, we're still people. We still have to yeah. be cordial to each other. What do I end the show with every week? Be true to yourself. Dude, no, bro. <laughs> uh, something about trimming your nose hair with man. No, man. I say be good to each other. Gosh, it's like it's like you're not even here half the time. Not. Oh man. All right. Let's get it. Let's let's get it cracking. Short notice fight. They're just bringing this in last minute. Uh, this fight wasn't even announced until like four days ago. Anthony Burchak is making a return. 10th planet owned. Anthony Burchak, uh, 15 and 6 coming in, taking on Gustavo Lopez at 11 and 5. Lopez plus 115. Anthony Burchak minus 135 over on around two and a half. Second stint in the UFC for Mr. Burchak. Um um, I'm gonna be honest with you here. I'm going straight chalky chalk. I like Burchak and I like him to get it done by sub here. Tenth Planet guy coming in. He's fired up. He wasn't. He was mad the last time he got cut, and he's going to be looking to make an example out of Mr. Gustavo Lopez. I like uh, Anthony Burchak and I like him inside the distance. I didn't even know this fight came to fruition. Um, I am going to side with you, not just because there wasn't any research done, but I will say, Tenth Planet guys. 
by sub. Tenth Planet guys, when you look at their jujitsu style, they're very, very unorthodox. Yeah. Um, they're able to land some crazy submissions, and their grappling is all very, very submission based. It's not very like how you can displace your weight. It's very how can I sneak in and snatch something really quickly. So these guys, they look for blood, they see it, they take it. Yeah. The one thing too that's also working on Anthony Burchek's side is he's been doing a lot of coaching, and as we've seen taking a step back from actual actually fighting and transitioning into, into coaching can, um, and it's, it's like this for anything, whether it's fighting or any other sport, coaching can oftentimes, taking a step back from competing and coaching can oftentimes make you a better competitor. I like Anthony Burchak to get it done here, minus 135. I think it's a good price on him. Over it's, the, on it's the James Krause theory. We're going to Krause it up here. Krause theory. All right, keep it moving. Ramiz Brahamaj at 8-2, and two, taking on Max Payne Griffin uh, at at 15-8. and eight. Minus 140 for Max, plus 110 for Brahamaj. Over under on rounds is at 2.5. Look, man, I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to try to set all bias aside here, oh. and, and I'm still going to take Griffin. Um, oh. I I just I like him in this fight, man. I think this is a winnable fight for him. It's not going to be easy. This is not an easy fight. This is not a a walk in the park by any means. Brahmaj um, can finish the fight just about anywhere. So Max, and, and it's not that he's not aware of this, has gonna is going to have a fight on his hands. Is going to have to work for this victory. Uh, but he, you and I both know he's in shape. He's ready. He's motivated, and he take stuff personally and he's got some yeah. split decision losses that he really wants to erase from the collective mind uh, of the public and the judging. So he's going to go out there and try to get a finish here. I don't necessarily know that he'll get it. Um, that two and a half Brahmaj is, you know, if his gas tank holds up can be pretty durable. I, I just, I'm just going to take Max Griffin minus one forty money line. I'm not going to get cute with it. Yeah, and I think you got a side with a little bit of experience here. I mean, we've seen Max Griffin. He did really well against you know Alex Oliveira and Mike Perry. If you look at his resume in general, who he's fought, the caliber, I mean, a guy coming in in his debut, that's a tall task. I will say there's been always a little bit of void with Max Griffin, and that's anything pretty much on the ground. And with Ramiz here, that's a solid point. He's got great, great grappling. Um, I would look for actually Max Griffin to be really, really technical in this fight kind of point and move, try and pick up points, get this thing to a decision. I think the over-under at two and a half is like 100% correct there. Um, I think Max, you know, what, he's three and six right now. Um, he's, you know, I don't think he's got a pink slip by any means on his locker, but I do think that he needs to think very clearly and think really critically about this fight and take it slow, get in, get out. We'll yeah. see what happens. I think, I think realistically, Max could be six and three in the UFC if split decisions went his yes. way. I mean, obviously, and most of those fights, most of the collective betting public was on his side. Even media was on his side in terms of those uh, of those fights. But you know, it is what it is. A split decision is a split decision, uh, and that's it. So Darren Elkins, twenty four and nine, taking on Eduardo Garagori. Garagori was supposed to fight a couple weeks ago. Fight fell apart. Elkins at a minus 235, Garagori at plus 195, over under on rounds at two and a half. Now, last time we saw Darren Elkins, he was in that war with Nate Landwehr um, in a fight I honestly thought he won, um, but the judges really rewarded the grandstanding of Nate Landwehr. Um, I thought Darren Elkins did enough to win that fight. He is going to have the cardio advantage over Garagori. I'm not necessarily convinced 
Trey, that Garagori is a UFC level talent. I know his record's at 13 and 1, but I'm not overly impressed by him. I'm not necessarily sure that he is a UFC level talent. I need Darren Elkins to be the damage again, go in, utilize his wrestling, stop trying to act like he's like some sort of you know, low-level boxing champion and do what got him to the big show and get Garagori out of there by WrestleFuck. I need that. That's what I that's, need. That's a totally fair call out too because if you look at Garagori's last fight against uh, Ricardo Hamos, that was something where he did not utilize um, his grappling or wrestling at all. Um, Darren Elkins, he has the wrestling background. He can get this thing done. As long as he doesn't want to get emotional with his fight, Garagori is a guy who can throw wild strikes. Don't take the emotion out of it. Like you said, just be wrestle heavy, wrestle heavy. You can get the win here. Yeah, what you need to do. So minus 235, chalky play, uh, but just a money line play at that. So uh, a rebooking next of a fight that was supposed to be and then fell apart a while. Uh, it was like two, three months ago. Marcos Rogerio de Lima at 17-6-1, taking on Alexander Romanov at 12-0. and 0. Uh, You know, Romanov minus 370 favorite here. Rogerio de Lima at a plus 295 over under on rounds is at one and a half. These lines are different than when the fight was first made because if I'm not mistaken, when they first announced this fight a couple months ago when we made a play, we were leaning Delima on it, were we not? We were. No, we, we were. were. Yeah. And then he got hit with the dang COVID. <clears throat> then he got hit with the COVID. He got that he got that COVID, that mm-hmm. Roma. Um, but we we've had a chance to see Romanov. Um Minus 370 over under on our rounds at one and a half. Delima has shown himself to be incredibly durable here. Um, if you're not super enticed with Romanov at minus 370, maybe an uh, over one and a half might be something you're into. Yeah, I think in Romanov's a, a, a tough one to bet on at, at heavyweight. I feel like he's got to drop to light heavyweight. He's super undersized to be in the heavyweight division. Um, I, I like Delima. I think he's he's good on the feet. He's got good footwork. Um, yeah, I think this is a tall task for someone that's much, much smaller. Yeah, absolutely. All right, our next fight on the prelims. Jamie Simmons stepping in last second here. Another fight that just got thrown on last second. Jamie Simmons coming in plus 450, taking on your boy. You want to go ahead and try to pronounce that for me? I don't even... Oh, dude, not again. Come on, man. Throw it out there. Say it. Oh, dude. All right, I'm going to try it one more time. Uh, Giga uh, days. <laughs> it's still days. It's always going to be Chickadays. Chickadays minus 600. <laughs> Jacazy at minus Jacazy. 600. Jacazy. Uh, minus 600 over Jamie Simmons, a plus 450 over on rounds of one and a half. I don't like this fight at all. Listen, I don't like this fight at all because there's no play on Chickadee yeah. here because he's minus 600. It's too heavy of a favorite. Over under on rounds, we have no idea what to expect from the Afro Samurai Jamie Simmons. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect here. Um, Chikazi obviously looked great in his last fight against um, what was old boy's name? Uh, help, help me, not Joel Alvarez. Was it Joel Alvarez? I can't remember who it was. You're the it's encyclopedia, a, dude. I don't. I know, and it's just it's escaping me. Um, whatever. Now that I have Joel Alvarez's name in my head, I can't, I can't escape it. Anyway, Chikazi minus six hundred, Jamie Simmons plus four fifty, over under rounds of one and a half. I'm not really keen on this fight. I don't like Chikazi at a minus six hundred. I don't even think he's a good parlay piece at minus six hundred because that's too big. He's going to be, he's going to be part of every parlay 
on Saturday night. And anytime you have a fighter that's part of every parlay, they end up losing. So I'm just I'm staying completely away from this fight. I have no idea what to expect with with Jamie Simmons. Um, I I just don't I don't love it. I don't like I don't want to spend any more time on it. I don't like it unless you got something. The only value I can maybe see is I like that it's it's set at one and a half, and I say that because one thing we do know about Jamie, he's got a great great cardio tank for one thirty fivers. One thirty fivers generally have a good gas tank, but he's one that's got a pretty pretty significant one. And I think to engage, knowing he's that much of a dog, you know, feel out the first round, and then you can engage in a warfare. Um, I like the over one and a half, but again, this is a scary one, especially at that line. Okay. Feature prelim fight on Giles at 12 and two Bevon Lewis at seven and two over under on rounds is at two and a half. And this fight's sitting at a pick 'em tray and justifiably. So I believe that this fight is a pick 'em. Uh, I think Vegas has us dead to rights. My, my concern with this fight, uh, my concern with this fight, if you're Trevin Giles is your gas tank. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My concern with this fight, if you're Bevon Lewis is your output. He does not he's not a very active fighter. He's very slow. He's he he's a counter puncher. He's not particularly active and we've seen him get knocked out recently too. So the thing with Bevon is is that unless he's really on his game and a lot of people tout him or he was being touted at the time as a potential prospect, unless he's on his game, he's really tough to get a beat on. So I think this is good at a pick him um you know, if you're leaning Trevin Giles, be concerned about the cardio. If you're leaning Bevon Lewis, be concerned about the output because he doesn't visually do enough to win a, a, a split decision. He just doesn't do it. Um, so this is this is really a toss up. Um, I'll probably end up playing Giles here, but it's not something that I'm like leveraging a bunch of you know confidence in. Yeah, I mean Lewis did look really good against Decon Townsend. He, I mean, he did. Um, but I think Trevin Giles, it's hard because I don't want to put weight in the James Krause fight that he won because I thought James Krause won that fight. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we did see that cardio deplete exponentially after about round two, pretty much right two and three. I mean, he had one good round under him. He started to throw his hands a little too much, which really gassed his tank. I really want to see Trevin go back to his ABCs. The same thing we talked with Darren Elkins. I want him to utilize his grappling. He has good grappling. He's athletic. He's strong. Let's hold position. Let's get the win. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, I just think Bevin's going to be a little bit gun shy. I think to take someone with a grappling stance right off the bat, that can get you the win. Yeah. I mean, we got to remember too, Giles has to actually make it to the cage. Didn't his last fight, he mm. passed out right before and on that cursed card that went from what yeah. 13 to eight fights um he painted mid walk or something mid walk like yep yeah. yeah all right first fight on the main card your girl claudia gadelia at <laughs> 18 and four taking on yan jong jan yong yang jong yang zong yang i don't know it makes me sound like i'm making fun of her name when i try to pronounce it correctly and i'm not doing that so we'll just go with gadelia versus yan Gedalia yeah. plus 110, Yawn at a minus 140 over under on rounds is at two and a half here. Honestly, Trey, a little shocked to see Gedalia given the pedigree of opponent at an underdog here. They must have seen something in the Angela Hill fight um, that people are causing her to fade. I thought Angela Hill won that fight against Claudia. Sure. Um, and I think Vegas is maybe seeing a little bit of drop off or what they perceive to be a drop off in the skill level of Claudia. And Yawn has a skill set similar to Angela Hill's. 
where she can come in and possibly execute the same game plan. My concern is, is that we have not seen Jan be able to deal with the physicality very well that we see coming from a chick like Claudia Gedalia. So is Claudio versus worth a shot as an underdog here? You know, you're whatever, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Like, you know, uh, mystic, mystic tray when it comes to women's MMA here. Tell me what you're thinking. I do think that Vegas has got this right. They've started to see an erosion in Claudia Gedalia. Mm-hmm. I think um, she absolutely lost uh, to Angela Hill. And we saw a lot of her diminishing in her striking in the Jessica Andrade fight. The same thing with the Nina Ansaroff fight. I think that she's got decent striking, but it's not enough to knock you on your ass. The thing is with Claudia that she never exercises. And we see this with a lot of fighters is those that have a really good background or foundation in what's utilized in her case, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, she never utilizes it. She wants to stand, she wants to bang, but she doesn't have the power to knock you on your ass or really do any damage. When you're going against Yan, Yan, that's all she is. She's got insane output and she's actually got some pop. Who's, whose nose did she absolutely just mangle in her last fight? Um, Carolina... Um, uh, Kola, I can't remember her last name. Whatever, Kolakavitz or however you want to pronounce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I mean, she's got some pop at the end of her jab. I think that she puts out a lot of output, and we've seen you know Claudia. She has a decent gas tank, but not to the level I think Jan has. I I see this line being totally correct. I see it maybe getting a tad closer, just given the strength of opponent that Claudia's had. But I think Jan gets this thing done. To me, this is a fight day wager. I'm not betting on this fight until the day of the fight. I want I want to see Claudia make weight. Um, I want to see what she looks like. I want to see her face off with Jan um, and look at the size comparison because you have Claudia's 5'3 and Jan is 5'5. Five five. But we've often seen, excuse me, with women that the 5'5 five five can look a whole lot closer like 5'7, five 5'9. Five um, and, you know, if Claudia goes up there, and she will be the heavier fighter, I believe, on fight night. Um, but we'll, we'll, I want to see what it looks like. I also believe that this line will move. I'm just not sure in which direction. So if I can get Claudia at a better price than plus 110, I'm going to play her at there. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if if it goes the other direction, maybe I'll play Jan. I'm not entirely sure. But I'm going to be looking at this fight to see if I can get Claudia at a better number if I can get her to better number, I'll play her. If I can't, I'm probably just going to avoid it, or I'll be looking to roll Yawn into a parlay as a you know a pretty good multiplier piece based on the odds. So, uh, Brendan Allen, 15 and three, taking on Ian Heinish at 14 and three. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, this is another banger of a fight, man. Ian Heinish minus 110, Brendan Allen minus 120 over on arounds is at two and a half. Um, I'm going to. Air on the side of caution here, and it may be recency bias. I like Brendan Allen in this fight. Um, I do. I know that Heinish is team a team, ele- team elevation guy, and we're very high up on team elevation guys. But given Heinish's last fight, his cardio looked really bad. Yeah, it did. And you can't have bad cardio against a relentless honey badger of a human being like Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen is one of the few people that I've really seen walk the walk and talk the talk when it comes about being motivated to seek, kill, and destroy everything that might take away food from his kid's table. I mean, he that's the forefront of everything he talks about 
it's the forefront of everything he's you know he, that that motivates him it's going to be a banger of a fight um but i don't know if heinish has the gas tank for yeah. the deep waters that brendan allen is going to try to take him in now all that to say because i'm getting wordy here is that ian heinish has that power yeah and has that grit yeah. to withstand brendan allen and possibly get brendan allen out of there but man, he's really got to show me something cardio-wise. And like I said, recency bias. I'm leaning Brendan Allen as of right now. Yeah, <laughs> this one's really tough. Let's 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 look at Ian's losses. So he lost to obviously Derek Brunson. He was outworked, but you know Derek Brunson's a vet, so he utilized sure. fight IQ, was able to get him in and out. Omari Akhmadov, same type of thing. Omari's one of those type of guys that changes levels a lot and kind of exhausts you because you never get in a rhythm with your striking. And for someone with heavier hands, um, because I don't think that he has the output, I say Ian Heinis has heavy hands because what he KO'd, you know, Gerald Mershark. But you could say that Gerald Mershark's become insanely chinny, as we saw in the uh, Sean O'Malley thing. But was it Sean O'Malley? Sean O'Malley. Sorry. Um, Hazmat Shemaev. Hazmat Shemaev. Sorry, dude. I'm thinking high profile fights. And I just gotcha. got it. Gotcha. You're, you're, uh, you got election. You're, you're election drunk. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll. Jerem, wait. Who did Gerald Mershark just fight? He fought Hazmat Shemaev and got slept. And then, oh, sorry, dude. I'm losing my mind. Then I was thinking Cheeto Vera O'Malley. Oh, my God, dude. What? That's not even on the card. Not even <laughs> and also, we're, talking, even... we're also talking about Bantamweights and Middleweights. So I, I know, dude. Really I'm all over the place here. Okay, sorry. Let me tighten up for a second. So we look at that. We look at a vet that outworked him. We look at another guy that changed levels, threw him off his rhythm. He has... Not the cardio that you need there. I think two and a half is extremely generous uh, for over-under on here. Brendan Allen, he has submissions to his name. We saw him do that against – wow, dude, my brain right now is losing it right now. Who's the guy that was just calling out Izzy that just won? Kevin uh, Holland. Kevin Holland. Chokes out Kevin Holland. Oh, dude, my encyclopedia is just not there. Long story short, Brendan Allen has much more tools. He has a better cardio tank. Ian's got to wrestle heavy at the beginning here and not waste his energy on outputs of strikes. Brendan Allen can get this done anywhere on the mat. I like Brendan Allen in here. Um, I do think that line's going to get a little steeper for Brendan as we get closer. Gotcha. I don't. Where did where did Kevin Holland come into play on all this? I just got to figure out what, what what are you talking about. Brendan Allen choked him out. Brendan Allen choked out uh, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Didn't he did? <laughs> he did. Jesus, dude. Are you sure? I, I, I don't just dream. I don't dream of dudes subbing each other. I know that happened. Okay. All right. God, man. <laughs> I just got to make you question yourself, man. Um, all right. Sweat over here. Gonna drink more Budweiser. That's okay. That's all right. All right. Ronnie Barcelos at fifteen and one, taking on Khalid Taha at thirteen and two. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, Barcelos at minus 360, Taha at plus 285, over under on rounds at two and a half. I'm not going to call this line disrespectful, but I believe Taha's got a better chance at, than plus 285 to win this fight. Do you? No, this is such no. a staged fight. You know okay. it. Dude. Okay. You sure? It is for sure. This is one of Brazilian's like fastest rising talents. They need a stepping stool. They want to show how dominant he can be. Feed a lamb. That's what you're going to get in Barcelos right here. Taha has got insane jiu-jitsu, um, black belt. Um, I, I just think he's extremely dynamic, great footwork. 
This is this is a tough one, man. Why I, not? I don't know. I just I don't I don't necessarily know that I agree here. I, I think that Taha has got a decent chance of winning this fight. Uh, Taha is he, he's dangerous, but he hits hard. Um, you know, we saw that in the Boston Salmon fight at UFC 236. Sure, I mean he's got hands, but you have someone that's extremely extremely dynamic like Barcelos, like who literally can take it to the mat, stand up. He can strike. He's got heavier hands. Uh, the only thing that makes me nervous, I think, is age. And I'm pretty sure Barcelos is 33 right now, so it's hard to see him, like, you know, really making a run towards the top. But I do think he is, he is at peak right now. I think he's got the momentum. And I think this is a staged, sacrificial lamb-type fight. Okay, so you like the under two and a half here? You think he's going to get it done? I do, absolutely. Okay. All right, so so maybe not the 360 price, but maybe the over-under at two and a half. Let me check the over-under on two and a half and see what that looks like. If you don't mind, if you've got three seconds, um, why don't you tell people how they can trim their ear hair while I look this up? Guys there. I talk about this all the time and I'll say it again. Um, the best thing that you guys can do when you come to San Diego is go to the zoo and you will notice that at the zoo, all the hot chicks gravitate towards the turtle exhibit. And why did they go to the turtle exhibit? It's because they are in tune with animals that have no hair. Mm. Where should you have no hair? You should have no hair on your balls. You should have none in your ears and you should have none in your nose. The best way for you guys to get an advantage of a clipper that can do all that thing and so much more is go to manscaped.com, utilize the promo code armchair, and that's going to get you 20% off and free shipping. Outstanding. All right. Over, under, on rounds at two and a half, try the under um under two and a half there is it a minus 125 hmm. so maybe a look at maybe look we'll look to play the under for that fight okay how do, how do you feel about that i like that perfect and then last but not least just a reminder guys of football's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff you might not be able to make it again this year but you can still be in the action of bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get it on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals the team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online head to bet online today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sports book experts all right co-main event of the evening trey van buskirk co-main event of the evening. Andre Arlovsky, plus 230. Tanner Boser at minus 290. How are we feeling about this fight? Um, you know, obviously Arlovsky plus 230. Wait, I already said that. Arlo yeah, plus 230. Boser at minus 290. Over, under, two and a half. Arlovsky at 29 and 19. Boser at 19, 6 and 1. Andre Orlovsky is still fighting, still competing at a high level. And, you know, the long the knock on him for years was that he was chinny. But my man has not been knocked out in a grip. So don't make the argument that Bozer is going to sleep him here because I don't necessarily know that I see it. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday night? I don't understand that argument, too. He's been KO'd twice in 11 fights. That's not chinny, especially when you're looking in the heavyweight division. No one's chinny. You've said this a billion times. No one's chinny in the heavyweight division. Um, it's just fucking heavy hands. Um, the the thing that I – first off, i got to back up. Andre Arlovsky, when you have a mouth guard like that every single time, is that automatically just make you so intimidating? He well, has that one that's got the jaws. It just always looks so scary, dude. He's he looks the OG like a vampire. Pitbull. He's the OG Pitbull. 
Yeah, but it looks like a vampire. Yeah, but I mean, it is. But I mean, it was supposed to be. I think dog teeth is what the what the play was there for uh, a while. So anyway, well, he's foaming from the mouth. I think this is what he's eight and nine in the UFC. You know, this is I don't want to call him a gatekeeper, but this is a huge barometer. No, it's a huge barometer for Tanner Bozer. I think if Tanner hmm. Bozer can come in here and get through Andre Arbolovsky, this puts him into a different stratosphere. I think that Bozer with his decision went over Daniel Spitz in the UFC was a was a big understanding of what dynamics he brings to the table. You know, he looks like a classic heavyweight type guy. He kind of plods forward and stomps. I think that Andre is going to be coming into this fight. He's going to be a little bit faster. He's going to move around the cage more. And I think with his IQ, he's not going to engage or get into those firefights. He's He knows that these guys have heavy hands. He's going to be smart about it. I see Andre coming in here, and, and I actually see this thing going the distance. I could see that. I could see that for sure. I mean, one of the, the, the X factor in this fight um, is going to be the leg kicks of Arlovsky. He uses them as point grabbers. Um, he comes out and he just continually touches the inside outsides of, you know, of your lead leg and forces you to switch stance and just continues to rack up points along the way. He has shown himself to just use veteran savvy to win fights. I think the over at two and a half, even though it's two and a half for a heavyweight fight, I think the over might be a decent play here. Yeah. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to an Arlovsky play. I know Tanner Boser has looked great, but I'm not a like like I said, said it last week with the Bobby Green Tiago Moises fight, right? And we had Bobby Green as part of the CT Easy Parlay. But I said on the show, go back. This is why we record these things. I said on the show, you could do worse than a Tiago Moises play. I actually was leaning towards Moises in that fight, but I said I'm trying to get away from my plus two hundred, plus two thirty dogs. Um, because I was picking them very heavily there for a while. The same thing is applying right here. Arlovsky can win this fight. He's got all the skills to win it. He's got all the experience. He's got all the big show. And it's my only my only concern here, Trey, is that we're in, we're in the apex cage. We are not mm-hmm. in a full thirty footer. So somewhere, somewhere that movement is going to get cut down. Bozer does a great job of heading you off. He mm. doesn't chase. He'll do. He will head you off, and he swings hard. Arlovsky does exit exchanges with his chin a little high at times, but he has shown veteran savvy, and he has shown an ability to weather the storm. I might make a small play on Arlovsky at plus two thirty. The chalky smart money is at Tanner Bozer at plus two ninety here, but I think it's a little bit heavy of a line based on the little run that he's been on. Arlovsky is a live dog on Saturday night. I like it. I like it. All right. Main event of the evening. This is where our, our two paths diverge in a wood, my friend. Tiago Santos, <laughs> minus 245. Glover to share a plus 205 over under on rounds is at one and a half. Um, Tiago Santos at 21 and seven. Glover to share at 31 and seven. How dare you, Robert Frost, me and then just let do, concede to me to go first. That's the road less traveled, the one when you go first. Okay. All right. Well, first off, I, I'll throw it back on you real quick. Sure. Thiago Santos, worst or best tattoo in the game? Amongst the worst. Let me let me talk about that. Let me talk about Tiago Santos real quick. Okay. Um, I know I initially said I was going to let you go first, but I'm going to go first here. All right. That's fine. Right. Um, I suffered the same knee injury that Tiago Santos did. My 
ACL, MCL, PCL, meniscus. Now, I didn't do it while fighting John Jones, mm. uh, but I suffered the exact same injury. Now, Tiago Santos is a professional athlete, believe it or not. I am not a professional athlete. Um, so I don't feel like I recovered from my injury the same way Tiago Santos is assuming he's recovered from his. But, but that being said, I cannot imagine a guy going out there and effectively fighting and feeling great about his body having suffered that injury. Uh, I am not going Tiago Santos here. This is when I'm going to take a plus 200 dog. I'm going Glover to share here, and I'm going over one and a half. Wow. So you're you're making that decision predominantly on an injury. No, not at all. I'm, I'm making that decision. I'm using that as a great segue story uh, to just explain, you know, outside of just saying that Glover Teixeira has been on a tear lately uh, and beat Anthony Smith, Nikita Krylov, Iwan Kutalaba, Carl Roberson, has only lost a decision to Corey Anderson. And prior to that, he beat the shit out of Misha Serkinov. Um, Glover Teixeira, believe it or not, in the last three years has looked fantastic. Um, and Tiago Santos has also looked fantastic, but on his best day, uh, you would have to turn Glover Teixeira into a POW to get him to make 185, which is where Tiago Santos spent a good portion of his career. And if you're Tiago Santos and you can't get Kevin Holland out of there on short notice, hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not taking you to beat Glover Teixeira who has weathered the storms of big heavy punchers before he weathered Iwan Kutalaba. He weathered Carl Roberson. Uh, he weathers the, the Nikita Krylovs. He, Tiago Santos, there is this misconception that because Tiago Santos has great knockout highlights, that he has this ungodly, like like the maheta, like the sword, or not the sword, the hammer. Like he's got hammer-like power. It's the same thing with with Iwan Kutalaba is people think that they have this one punch turn the lights out it's more like a thudding it's more like getting beat to death with a rubber mallet than it is a sledgehammer oh. it hurts like hell it'll get you out of there mm. but it's not alter the course of your life power it's not alter the course mark hunt had alter the course of your life power um 205ers with alter the course of your life power anthony johnson is one of those these guys aren't that. I like Glover to use that veteran savvy. He's been fighting the best in the game for years. Tiago Santos has been gone for well over a year. He's coming back off of a just devastating injury. Glover Teixeira gives zero shits about that. He's gonna. He's. I, I like him, and I like him over one and a half. So Glover. You know, all the wins he pretty much rattled off, a majority of those, he was met with someone that wanted to stand in the center and bang with him to a certain degree or do it within the clinch. They wanted to engage. I think when you look at Tiago Santos, <clears throat> old Tiago Santos was a little bit more aggressive, but we saw him uh, show a little bit of poise, a little bit of patience. Now, we can look to UFC 239 when he did fight John Jones, and people could say, well, he had poise and patience because he was on one fucking leg. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that that was the reason. I think his he has very elusive movement. He's very fluid with his movements, and that maybe that's driven from his uh, from capoeira or whatever it is. But he is very dynamic. Knows how to cut off angles. He's got great footwork. He's not going to plod forward and engage with Glover, which he has been met with over the past like three or four fights. I think that Tiago utilizes his leg kicks. He utilizes his length, which he does have, and I think his cardio and his dynamic footwork. I think it's going to pose a lot of kind of unrhythmic type things for Glover, which is going to make him a little bit kind of throwing for the fences, maybe gas him out a little bit. Now, Glover, on the other hand, there's one huge discrepancy between these two fighters. Glover has a fucking ground game. Tiago Santos does not. We saw Kevin Holland back what you were talking about in 2018, exploit that to the greatest degree from a grappling and on the ground perspective. Tiago Santos didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Glover, though, he's a genuine uh, Brazilian black belt. He knows what to do. He'll utilize his boxing to set up that ground game. But again, I feel like this is the most redundant statement of the night. We just don't see Glover do that. We don't see him utilize his boxing to get to the ground. It maybe can happen that way based on a clip or something like that. But he doesn't do it with the notion of like, I need to get to the ground. I think if he utilizes that IQ and gets the thing to the ground, huge issue for Tiago. But I do see this. I don't see this being a firework fight at all. And call me crazy, I think this is going to be a very boring fight. I think that it's going to be Tiago moving around, not wanting to engage, not put too much pressure on that knee. I see this being very lackluster. One and a half, I think, is I would hammer the over on that all day long. Um, I know you like the over as well. I think that is generously placed. Yeah. Anthony Smith, winner by ground and pound. Iwan Kutalaba, winner, rear naked choke. Carl Roberson, win, arm triangle choke. Misha Serkinov, winner, ground and pound. I'm All set up by a clip. Ovin St. Preux, rear naked choke. Whether it's set up by a clip or not, the guys that Glover Teixeira has lost to, John Jones, Phil Davis, Phil Davis, Anthony Rumble Johnson, and Alexander Gustafson. Dude, read off Tiago Santos' resume. It's just as stacked. I don't believe that it is. I don't it believe absolutely it is. I don't. Uh, and Corey Anderson, I'm sorry, he lost to Corey Anderson, which is the one blemish on that. Okay, so you you want to talk about the people that Tiago Santos has lost to? Just, yeah, just give me give me the last three: John Jones, David Branch, and Eric Spicely. Okay. Hey, the first two are no can't hang. I wouldn't hang your head on those. I wouldn't either, but uh, Spicely, my man, Spicely, he got <laughs> tapped out by Eric Spicely. Yeah, I know. That was, uh, I felt good until you said the third one. <laughs> Damn it. I'm still going, Tiago. I, mm-hmm. I'm still hammering the over on this all day long. I think if the play here is the over. Um, I don't think it's going to be a spectacular fight by any means, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I think that's it, man. Uh, we, we actually agreed on a lot of those, except for the main event and maybe the Taha. No, we're, I'll go with the Barcelos thing. Yeah, so the only one we disagreed on was the, the main event. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, so we don't need to do uh We don't need to do beard. a beard versus entree. All right. We'll just put a little caveat that we'll just do a D and a T on it. No big deal. One piece I need to throw on the end of this fight. Go ahead. You didn't tell me who had the worst tattoos, so I'm going to give you really quick the three worst tattoos in my mind. I do think Tiago Santos has one of the worst tattoos. Okay. I think Brock Lesnar has one of the worst tattoos, mm-hmm. but I think who takes the cake and actually it's not uncommon for this tattoo to be showcased. 
anyone, and I apologize if anyone listening to this has this tattoo or mm. you're watching this live stream and you have this tattoo, mm. never, ever, ever get two boxing gloves hanging. That is a ball sack. The two boxing, yeah, the two, the, the boxing gloves hanging does look like a ball sack. Um, James Vick, horrible. That mixed with the cage of the UFC, like, come on, dude. It's tough. Like, yeah. It looks yeah. like, it looks like your balls when you're wearing those old boxers that your wife wishes you would throw away, but you didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. They got the beads of just cotton. All just yep. like fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so comfortable. <laughs> they're so soft. It, it's, uh, yeah. it's, though you're, they're, you're lounging around the house. It's Sunday. I'm watching, you know, or I'm Saturday. I'm watching fights. Don't ask me to do shit. Boxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're great. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, all right. So three worst tattoos I've seen, uh, Darren Elkins, the damage on his chest. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Right. Uh, yeah. Brock Lesnar's feather sword in the in the chest as well, mm-hmm. and I'm a, I don't like Darren Till's uh, portrait of his whatever baby mama that is on his arm. I don't uh, like yeah. that either. That is atrocious looking as well. Yeah, it looks um, like a Van Gogh esque scream photo. Um, yeah. Yeah, Real, that one's pretty bad. What about what about Kevin Lee's new headpiece though? That will take the cake once I actually see it enter the cage. Okay. Um, yeah, that'll take that'll be that'll be the supreme one. Uh in chat, real quick, Cosmo uh, is asking, is there a Bellator play on that Corey Anderson fight? Cosmo, I haven't seen a line on it real quick, man. Let me pull it up, see if I can't get a line. If you have a line on it, let me know. Um it's not something that uh you know, obviously, Manhoff is going to be the underdog there, uh, but we don't. We have there is a. I don't have the statistics on it, but there is a a sizable portion of UFC talent when it goes over to Bellator that tends to suffer a defeat in their first fight. It out the excusing the Sergio Pettises of the world. Um, it's not always in the Ryan Baders. It's not always the cleanest transition going over to Bellator. Um, Corey Anderson is coming off of two back-to-back TBIs. Um, those uninitiated traumatic brain injuries. Um, after the Jan Blahovitz fight, um, he passed out while I think it was coming back from hanging a tree stand in the woods and fell face down on the gravel and um, basically just kind of rearranged most of his face um, and had a bunch of issues with that. Hence the delay from the Jan Blahovitz fight until the Bellator debut. Don't necessarily know if I love the brain health on Corey Anderson here. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Um, not opposed to a Manhoff play because he hits really hard and Corey Anderson's got some some brain issues going on, but Corey Anderson has the skill set to just annihilate Melvin Manhoff. Manhoff has big cardio issues and big issues with wrestlers. Um, but yeah, depending on what the line's at, man, if you feel froggy, play play Manhoff. Just don't go too heavy. Um, and then last but not least here, uh, an early take on Edwards Chemaev. I haven't seen Leon Edwards fight in fucking four years, man. Is he good? I don't even know. Is he good anymore? <laughs> I I have no idea. I didn't. I've what was that back in 2010? It's been it's been a grip. It's been a grip since we've seen Leon. Um, you know, here's the thing, right? Is that if it, it, you know if and when that fight comes to fruition, I got to see the line. The line determines whether or not I play anything on that. Um, 
I think Edwards is a huge step up in competition for a guy like Chemayev. It's just a matter of whether or not the, it, the fight comes together and what the line looks like. If you can get Chemayev at, at damn near anything, even money or even an underdog, yeah, we're taking Chemayev. Um, same thing with Leon Edwards. You just got to see what the line at. If it's like a minus 300 plus 400, a minus 200 plus 250 thing, I'm not touching those ones because it's just it's it's so weird. But if you can get somebody at a great price, Sure, why not? It's just going to be a matter, you know. But initial leanings, I haven't seen Edwards fight in a while, but um, I, my initial early leanings would be Leon Edwards there, just because Chim- it's a lot. It's a lot really fast for Chimaev. It's a lot, yeah. and I know everybody at All Star MMA says he's amazing, but still, man, that's a lot for him. So, uh, anything else you got, Trey? That's it. Should Perfect. I say uh, be be good to yourself or whatever your sign Ooh, off is? What? Don't do that. I just there you go. Wave the flag. We <laughs> said it was going to be a shorter episode. We're right at fifty five minutes, guys. Appreciate everyone uh, that tuned in the live stream. Shout out to all eleven people that won meet with Stay Classy Meets. Uh, we'll be putting a post up tagging all of your Instagram accounts. You have exactly probably about twenty four hours to uh, go ahead and make sure that you're following Stay Classy Meets as well so uh that was part of the, the stipulation especially you 200 winner producer jake who was the 200 winner real quick what, who, what was that name jake's a little drunk too so we got to make sure that he's he's up to speed here producer jake <laughs> producer jake dude oh producer? that guy rages yeah producer jake <laughs> hey, you, Wait, you want me to come in yeah oh, i want you to come in bro oh, yeah i messaged you Oh. Uh, Dom Skanga. Dom Skanga. All right. Th- thank you, producer Jake. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So shout out to the 10 other winners and our grand prize winner, Dom Skanga. Instagram user is at Dom Skanga. Appreciate you guys. Uh, support, you know, support the show by supporting the sponsors. And please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, at this point, you got me begging. Uh, follow us anywhere. Uh, Instagram at Punchless MMA. Twitter at Punchless MMA. Chat at Punchless MMA. Com. It's been a wild week. Uh, things don't look to be, uh, they're not going to get any less wild anytime soon. So be sure to acknowledge that uh, the person sitting beside you uh, at work or in the car next to you while you're driving is in fact a human being with uh, real feelings and real emotions and with real shit going on uh, and just be good to each other. All right. Talk to you guys later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.